They suck in extra innings. They suck in extra innings. They suck. 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 They suck. 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 From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. What happened? Well, good Labor Day, everybody. John and Lance, along with Dell, and yes, we are live this morning. We lost the bet. No, you know, actually, a wise man once said, "If you don't want to work in this, if you don't want to work on Labor Day, you shouldn't be in this business." Which wise man said that? Uh, it wasn't us. No, no, it wasn't us because we. This is the first Labor Day I think we've ever worked. No, we used to work all the holidays because Dicky, because six ten tricked us into believing. We had so many new listeners. You only have about a, a quarter of the listeners. Actually, the books to show you. But well, Dicky was a show. long time ago. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they would always tell us, "No, no, no, no." You had new yeah, listeners. Like, no, 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 we no. don't get our. We don't hey, get Fourth of July off. Ditches. Hey, this is easy job. <laughs> you ain't working a coal mine, partner. <laughs> so we only get five vacation days all year, and none of them on like Fourth. No, Fourth July. You got new listeners, partner. And new people go find you. Are they? <laughs> Are they? If they don't listen any other day, are they up? just going to... Yeah. If they're not awake? Uh, wise man. Who was that wise man who said that? Uh, AJ. Fred and AJ both used to say... They worked They worked Labor Days all the time, and they said, well, the football season started. This is the college football weekend. I mean, it makes How sense. How would you not want to work this weekend? No, no, no. It totally makes sense. It's just that, you know, no. I didn't set up when Labor Day happened. Yeah, why, by wise men, I meant Fred and AJ. Yeah, yeah, but when Labor Day happens, it happens. I'm trying to pay homage to people who work yeah. by taking a day off. Right, right, right. Yep. It is the holiest of holidays, that's yeah. for sure. But we don't care. We're working. Yeah, yeah. We're we doing. also got... Now, an extra day around 4th of July off to turn it into yeah, a five-day we weekend. The third off. And they're like, well, you won't work on Labor Day then? Yeah, it's yeah, okay, whatever. whatever. I guess we'll talk football. Well, yeah. Well, here's the deal is and we're going to do today's so. show, and we can just actually replay it tomorrow because everybody yeah. that wasn't here. That's true. That's not, there are literally four of people, tens of people listening right Boy, now. Boy, it was dead on the road. It's right? dead. Everybody's sleeping. So. Yeah. I mean, if you are up right now, just you—you you could call it. This you is what it's like to live in Spain. No one's working. No one. Cares. No one's doing anything. No, they don't. They're just, just waiting to eat and drink, and they don't care. Every day's Labor Day in Spain. That's unbelievable. It is. Like, <laughs> how do you guys survive? I have no idea how they do it. I don't have no idea because you would go to a place like at one o'clock in the afternoon. The whole everywhere is closed. You're like, yeah. hey, I, some, I'd like to buy something. You literally don't know yeah, when no, anything in Spain is no, open. It's uh, no, never. Uh, and what a cr- I had other than the U of H win, I had a really crappy weekend. If you want to know why, what happened? I mean, Dell had a good start to his weekend with Florida getting slapped around. That's right. And then Miami took care of that business against Miami. Yeah, the the real Miami, the yeah. real Miami <laughs> one, right? at least not according to the Miami of Ohio. And you were quarterback. You were actually like, oh, we don't even know if we're going to win that game. Well, when you get your ass kicked by Middle Tennessee State, nothing is off the table. Yeah, that's true. When did that happen? <laughs> last, year. last year. And last year. Yeah. Exactly. This is a new Mario's year. Mario's got his guys Mario's in now. You're fine. On. Okay. Mario's You're fine. Great. Okay. But being so negative. All yeah. right, sure. Uh-huh. Let's see what you, happens on Saturday. Don't do that. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Why are you doing that? I just that? did the U. Don't put U. up the A. Don't put it's up the U. embarrassing. Don't do that. Don't put up the U. You can only do this now. You and Cal. That's it. The H. That's all we do now. Um... So we had. So how was your weekend? So LSU bad. last night. Boy, that was that was just. Oof. That was good. Oof. Look at you, Dell. Look Oof. at how your week's starting. Oh, don't worry about me. They're, the best part about hate watching is there's always another opportunity to hate watch and hope they lose. Uh, but they're pretty I, good. I don't know why. They're pretty good. I just, we'll I just don't know why. Honestly, that was, it seemed like a decent number. I just felt like, I mean, to me, FSU was pretty good. Like, now I didn't think Jordan Travis was very good in the first half, but much better in the second. Well. Half. He wasn't very good in the first half because LSU was crushing their offensive line. Well, the line. defensive line was uh, – and the all-line played much better in the second half. LSU's much offense better. played much bad. Much better. But um, I thought, you know, in the first half it was a pretty – it was a fairly even game with LSU missing out on opportu- real opportunities to score that really crushed them. And then, um, you know, and then it was just a total ass-kicking in the second half. But 
Yeah, it's home dog situation. It was, it was right there for FSU. I thought that was a great spot for Cougs and FSU. Two home dogs to me that were just super live home dogs. They're both about two point home dogs. That was the one good thing that happened. What's the rest of the bad? Is it just the Astros, Astros. or is there something else? Astros. Okay. Well, because you had you get three swept days by a crappy team. Oh, swept by. It was a disaster. It was a disaster. How do you get swept and that's by the Yankees three days right now. of bad? Like it's yeah. not just that you got swept. You took a loss, then you took a loss. And Javier had his best start in forever oh my God. He and looked took good. a loss. He looked really good. He for did, a while. but it's still. It's, well, he had eight strikeouts and no walks. That's, that's like, holy crap. No, I'm just, I still don't see. It, it, it is. I mean, his, his numbers looked great. And I was very happy for him. His, the pitches still aren't. His velocity was like he couldn't bust 92 yesterday. Well, I know. And I know. they talked about it. And I, and I think that they are fairly convinced that his world baseball. Conference. He had a nice, maybe. Outcome. I mean, well, I mean, with the velocity. Maybe. Well, okay. how do you how do you explain his velocity uh, being well, so down? I, I don't I don't know. I'm not going to blame the World Baseball Classic. That's a long time ago. He should and, and he's had some time. You know what? Give him a break then and whatever whatever the case may be. He he the ball had he had movement on it. Last, yeah, well, his breaking pitch, yeah. Yeah. And and his fastball had a little it had a little uh, dart at the end, not like it used to. I mean, with it with, with it going up in 94, 94, 95 in that neighborhood where guys couldn't touch it. But he was better. He was much better. Yeah. The offense sucks. I mean, it is so up and down. Last week they were so good. It was like, holy crap! Look at this offense. This now with this Uncle Mike back. Holy, look at how good this team is. Blah blah. And then they put up a hey, one. You face better pitching and then now. You have two homers and then a one. Let's be real about this. You face much better pitching against Seattle and yeah. the Yankees, and you got swept twice. Well, I don't know. You didn't even face Garrett Cole. I, I know. Mean, Severino sucks. You could. I mean. They, this was but a Severino, bad team coming in here. Severino doesn't suck in general. Yes, he does suck in general. He's been bad this year. He's this bad. year. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Well, well then they right. then they then then they then the Yankees lineup sucks yeah, because no, Christian no. Javier. How about that, Christian yes, Javier? Wait a minute. You just said it. The Yankee lineup sucks. They suck. It's Did a you bad see Christian team. Javier's numbers? He's got a seven ninety six ERA over the last eleven games, and his OPS is like nine eighteen. He has the worst strikeout reduction numbers by two, double. J- Justin Verlander is tied for second at 6% reduction in strikeouts per nine. Javier leads the league at 12% reduction from last year. Mm. It's not even close. Yeah, no. no one is even above well, 6%. Nobody, he, he gave, at least he gave you a good start. I mean, are you, are you right? Listen, this Yankee team no, is bad. No, he gave you a good start. Make no mistake. This Yankee team is not a good team. It's bad. And the Astros got swept by them. They're under at 500 home. at home. You know what their record is at home now? What? Take a guess. Well, it's terrible. They've won. They've lost nine of their last eleven at home. Take a. What do you think? Uh, they are. They're still over 500 by one game. Yeah. 35 and 34. This is. They're 15 games over on the road. You'd actually a. Actually, 35 and 34. Most Astro teams on the road would be like, oh, we got to get better on the road. Yeah. This is at home. This is at home. This is terrible. They are the worst. This is, of, of all the good teams, it's not even close. They're the worst home team in baseball. How in the world are they, are, are they? I mean, honestly, with winning teams, you can't be 35 and 34 and have a winning team. And yet, here's the Astros, 15 games over 500 on the road. Thank goodness they're playing the Rangers in Texas because if they were at home, they'd probably get swept by this team. This is awful. This is really, really, as good as these guys are, this is ridiculously bad at home. And and and, and there's no excuse for and I, I don't even want to get into the whole Dusty thing. Holy crap. I, it just is ridiculous to what, what he's doing and the things that he says, just ridiculous. Here he is. Okay, so Chaz McCormick didn't start in two of these games. And then when he did start, he pinch hit for him. With John Singleton in the ninth inning. Who doesn't even have good split. I mean, there is no such thing as a good split for Singleton. There is, there is, it is, this is. And nothing to beat John Chaz. Singleton, that's like, that's like Dubon uh, pinch hitting for Altuve. I mean, it's honestly ridiculous. It's, it's about the same difference in OPS. John, he is one of the, uh, he is one of the only six players with an OPS over 830 this year. The Astros have, I'm sorry, five. The Astros have five players. He's one of them. And he doesn't. This, this is, that, that was outlandish. Well, listen, for him. here's what Dusty had to say about 
who how he flips a coin and figures out who's going to play center field. Depends on what I need. You know, if I need defense, if I need an arm, if I need a bat, depends on who's pitching, depends on the stadium, depends on how a guy's doing. I mean, it's easy if you got a Julio Rodriguez, you just put him out there in center field. But, you know, each one brings something different to the table, you know, you know plus and minuses. I mean, this has been... This has been a tough situation, and also to keep them sharp and, and us win and, and be productive. The coin has spoken. <laughs> the coin the man, has spoken. The man manages with, as a coin boy. Let me ask you Which this. is you flip it and you'd make a decision. How else do you, I mean, honestly, legitimately, how do you come with Jonathan Singleton, who took a strikeout watching? How do you come with a guy who's never hit over 200 in his entire career? Isn't this year... For Chaz McCormick, who is one of your five better, five best hitters, I mean that's with Jordan, Altuve, Bregman, Tucker, and probably Diaz, who's a rookie, and Chaz are right there. So, so, so he said, if you got Julio Rodriguez, you just stick him in center field every day. It's easy to write, make out the lineup card. Whose OPS is higher, Julio Rodriguez or Chaz McCormick? Well, I mean Chaz is Chaz is now because Julio start. I think everybody on the planet would take Julio. Um, yeah, everybody on the planet would take Julio. There's no question he's got more, much more. What does Julio, a, a what does Julio have to do with anything? Julio, but Julio, last year's OPS was 853. This year's is 825. Chas McCormick's OPS this yeah. year is 874. Yeah. He has a higher OPS than Julio Rodriguez, and yet you just pencil in Julio Rodriguez and you don't pencil in. Chas McCormick only has 300 some at bats. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What in the bleep is Dubon wrong for, with him? Dubon for uh, most. I don't. I don't think most teams would be okay with just playing Dubon over. I mean, Dubon is a is a very nice fourth well, outfielder. If his if his if his argument is I got to play the guys. I want everybody on in my in my uh, on my team plays. Well, Julio uh, Mauricio Dubon. By the way. Just started the first two games of that series at second base because Jose Altuve. Well, he's played the second base. He came in right away after the first inning, and then he played uh, on Saturday because uh, because Jose Altuve was hurt. So he, it's not like, well, I got to get Dubon at bats. You, he just played the first two games, and oh by the way, he was one for seven, one for seven in those first two games. And here, well, I got to put Dubon in there. And say, what? I, it just is maddening. It's it's ruined. Actually, he he's ruining this season. And I don't understand. Uh, I got a word from a buddy who he gets the he sits a lot. Uh, he sits in a lot in the Diamond Club, and the Diamond Club has rich guys to talk to other rich, rich guys. guys, other rich guys, rich guys talk to rich guys. Yeah. And one of those rich guys is Jim Crane. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Jim Crane is in the D.C. quite a bit. And the word in the D.C. is that's the Diamond Club. <laughs> all right. <laughs> The word in the Diamond Club is that. <laughs> just matter of fact, the in DC. The, in the DC. Yeah, the DC. The Diamond you Club. guys are such. You guys are. You guys are so bored by sitting there. You have decided to shorten the name. Well, that's what it is. The, it's the DC. DC. No person. No, no yeah. person who spins. Oh, look- listen. All of the words that. Are out there, and you're gonna you're gonna say that the DC is Look, something I'm that just, you're uh, that, that that you find. I'm just weird. pointing out that a person who maybe goes there once in their life or twice doesn't call it the DC. It's because you spend so much time there. Well, that no, my buddy has season tickets yeah. in the DC. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's what it is. <laughs> I know. Instead of writing out Diamond Club when he texts me, he says DC. Trust me, people who re- uh, still might revere the Diamond Club would think it's special. Don't call it the DC. Oh, I get to go to the Diamond Club today. You, yeah. oh, it's I now think the DC. No. They go the, all the time. It's the DC. That's what I'm saying. He uh, goes okay. all the what time. What a man yeah. of the Listen, people call it the you, DC. That you would ever say something about words is ridiculous. Oh, oh, okay, have, why? So, because of the words that these that young people use today yeah. young people call st- different stuff young and you're going to say you're going to you're going to call out DC it's not really? that's ridiculous it's not about words it's about your you're so comfortable and so used to being yeah. there that you a man it. of the people would call it the uh, the diamond club he would give it the res- like i can't believe i'm getting to go to the the um, diamond club this is a special and you just tossing around you know when we're in the dc with the I rich people said, talk i never to- said when we're in the dc i said it, the word in the you dc if you were, if you were, two were shut up 
The word in the D.C. <laughs> is that that there's no chance Dusty's coming back next Well, I mean, that yeah. seems to be clear. Well, I like it. Well, if one of those rich guys in the D.C. is the owner, I'm making Dusty a strong. And Dusty's going to go out like any 70-whatever-five-year-old man would. Doing what he wants to do. No, he and he asked Larry Zerline. There is, they're going to do what they want to do. There is zero chance, zero chance that the organization. Look, did you see what they put out? The man of the homestand. You know who it was? Yiner Diaz. The Astros put out the man of the homestand, Yiner Diaz, with his average, his hits, his home runs, and put that out there. There is, and, and here Yiner isn't even playing in the two in two of the games against. I mean, it's just flipping ridiculous, ridiculous what Dusty is doing. It's ridiculous, and it's and it, he can't be stopped. You ain't got no haters. You ain't popping. No, uh, he he's got haters. No, listen, I'm, and I'm not alone. I mean, that's all we see. On, on, that's all I see on my timeline. It's all I see. On well, my but that's not. I mean, it's not unusual if when sports fans get a. I think it's well. It's it's two things. When sports fans pick a person that they're that they're not happy with, it stays that way. No matter what the city is, that's the narrative. But unfortunately, I don't. I mean, I think this is. I think it's an honest, accurate concern. Honest, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's you can't. Your your best players just aren't playing enough, and it's not. And I'd understand it if you're massaging the lineup, but these are younger players. We're talking about Chaz McCormick. A decision to. You know, a decision to to go with John Singleton over McCormick late in the game, with a man on in a in a must have at bat, it just doesn't make any sense. You take your chances with what has John Singleton done to earn that trust? Yeah, over Chaz Singleton. No, Chaz, Chaz, uh, Chaz McCormick has done so much over the last year and a half. Yeah, you really have to ask Dusty what how good of a player does he think Chaz is because you. You look at the numbers when you compare the, to the old thoughts on Chaz Julio and Dusty Rod- didn't like him. Julio no. Rodriguez, outside of the at-bats, they're kind of similar as far as what they've produced. So why would one – well, I know why Scott Service sees a great player and yeah, Dusty, Dusty sees yeah. what? He doesn't, see a, he doesn't see a good player. He doesn't. He, he, it's unbelievable he, what he's looking at and what we're looking at. It is just, okay. It's, it's stupid. It's ridiculous, actually. We got a break. 716 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I got to talk about Chastang Ford right now. I was, was over, I, I saw the Chastangs over at the Cougs game and they are huge, huge fans. They love their Cougs. Uh, uh, Patrick was there along with Joe, Pat, Pat's, Patrick's mom, his wife, Meredith, the boy, Mac. They were all there. They were all having a great time. And it was a, a great time had by all Cougs fans. He is a huge supporter of the University of Houston. But that's not why you buy your vehicle from Chastang Ford. And it doesn't matter what school you went to. Here's the deal is there's integrity. And the, there's integrity in a business, and there's not integrity in the business. And the Chastangs have integrity in the business. The Chastangs do it right. They've been doing it right for over 80 years in the city of Houston. His great-great-grandfather was selling vehicles 80-some years ago here in the city of Houston. And how do the Chastangs continue to do this year after year after year? Because they give you the, the, the best deal they possibly can. They give you the best service. They get re- return business is greater than their new business because everybody wants to go back again and get this, get that same kind of service, that same kind of deal that they've gotten the first time. It happens every single time. There's no add-ons. There's no markups. They're just not doing that. Okay. They're not going to try to upsell you. They just don't do it. What they want to do is get you in that vehicle as best they can. And, and you know what? Every other dealership, they're trying to up, uh, upsell you because they've got to make all that money that they possibly can. And that just is not the philosophy of Chastain Ford. If you're looking for the best way to buy, that, that Ford car, truck, or that pre-owned vehicle, there's one place to go. ChastangFord.com. It's on and 610 at Homestead, not Hempstead, just five minutes from downtown. ChastangFord. ESPN 97.5. God listens to us, too. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the offensive masterminds running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. It's not the way you want to start September. I mean, but they, you know, they beat us up pretty good. And then, um, you know, it was most of the young guys that, you know, that beat us. And, uh, you know, that's the best game that Javier's thrown in a couple months. You know, no walks. 
<clears throat> he had a number of strikeouts, uh, but he hung a pitch on in the bottom of the order, uh, got us, and he hung a pitch on uh, on the menu. I thought we were, we were looking pretty good after we struck out Judge, and then got a breaking ball up on on the kid, and uh, boy, that was uh, you know that was tough to take, especially with all the number of Yankee fans here uh, in our stadium. But he just can't fret over it now because we only got a few hours to forget this one in, in a tough series uh, uh, in Texas. Mm. Yeah, the kids killed Jason Dominguez, killed him. Holy crap. You got a couple of young Austin. Well, Wells wasn't as nearly as good as, as Dominguez. Holy crap. What a Dominguez. start to his career. You know, starting what with a home run. And then he, wow, uh, his dad apparently he's named Jason after Jason Giambi. He was a Yankee. His dad's a Yankee fan, and he was named after Jason Giambi. He comes up with the Yankees. Dominguez, black, 20 years old. They've always got a, a new 19-year-old or 20-year-old that they just can't believe is that age, and it's so good, yeah. and then they don't win anything. But yeah. uh, this is the newest well, one. He looks home. pretty good, though. Yeah. Big. I mean, yanked that one, left-hand power, just bang, yanked that one for a home run yesterday, and it was a shot. Well, he doesn't know what it means to lose in the big leagues. He's 3-0 uh, and oh after this, and he and he helped with two homers in this series, Jason Domingo. So welcome to the big league, leagues, kid. Um, the Astros just looked like total crap all weekend long, just ta- just terrible, terrible. And, and, and you know what? We can blame Dusty, but how about scoring some runs? You got a homer from Yiner. You got a homer from Uncle Mike. Other than that, you know, you 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 threaten in the first inning, first and third and one out, and you get a sack fly, and that's it. And then you shut it down. Period. Uh, against Michael King, who is apparently now one of the great pitchers in baseball, you couldn't do anything in Game One. King had some pretty funky stuff yesterday, though. He yeah. was he was he was dealing out there, but man, it was. Uh, What's your story? The storyline of the, the of that game is Javier showing up. Like, yeah, you got swept. I mean, you can't win at home. You're going to mess around. You got a great chance to win the division. You're going to mess around and not win the division because of yeah. stuff like this. Because you can't play at home at well, all. You're only and you're still only one game out. I know it's, it's unbelievable. Because it's amazing. now, as soon as Seattle had a chance to expand the lead, you know they lost yesterday, yep. and they're they're not playing. They've come down from their hot their heat you know their 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 hot track that they were on and then the rangers how far back are the rangers now? they're tied with the astros at one. one Oh, back. so okay so they won a couple it's it's seattle and then the astros and the mariners are one game back but you only got a, a game and a half lead over toronto and oh by the way if you tie with toronto uh and your uh and toronto's got one in the loss column you're only up one in the loss column against toronto and if you tie with toronto toronto's in the playoffs and you're not so you've got to you've got to beat Toronto. You've got to beat Seattle because they won the season series. The Astros need one more win against the Rangers to win that season series, so they get the tiebreaker there. Uh, so you've got to win one of these three in Texas. And the way that they're playing, I have no idea which team the the team that won five straight against Detroit and Boston, or the team that showed up a, a, a here. Uh, against New York, I mean, it's just unbelievable how up and down this team is. It's just, it's awful. It's it's hard to watch sometimes, uh, and it was hard to watch all weekend long because they just it, the offense scored seventeen, thirteen, six, seven, nine in that five game winning streak, and then nothing, two, four, one, nothing this weekend at home. Just mm-hmm. just awful. So they're on the road again, which is probably a good thing. It's good that they're playing Texas in Texas, that they're not here. Because they're a much better, much better team. For whatever reason, they, they love that atmosphere. They love the booze. They love to, you know what, it's us against the, uh, us against the world uh, kind of thing. What were you thinking when Jordan was laying against the wall on oh. the field? As soon as I saw him skid and, and then I saw the left leg buckle a little bit, I paused my TV and I kept searching. I didn't want to see what happened after that i kept going back to it to see if i could see anything that would look like a torn acl or a broken like ankle i tried to see if i could see anything and i didn't and by the end of it i i realized okay he either really hurt the knee or he's a little embarrassed right now i think yesterday i think he hurt him i think he was scared and i think maybe he was a little embarrassed because the fall was so 
you know, goofy looking. They were talking about the back, but I honestly thought, so now I've got to add hand, hand, oblique, knee, knee, and go back to knee for all of his injuries in the last two years. Is that what we're going to do? But but he was okay, stayed in uh, the inning and ended up getting in that bat and mm-hmm. actually had a base. Uh, no, what did he do in his at bat? Well, was that the foul ball? That was the foul ball. It was the foul ball. It was the foul ball. What? That Which? made a guy a star. And it was, it was kind of funny on TV. Was it? Yeah, I thought. I thought. Well, well, well when you're watching it. the guy and everyone's reactions around it, the next foul ball, did you see the next one that was sliced towards him? Mm-mm. And he put his hand. It was literally in the same area. The camera goes right to the area, and he's like. He's got his hands up. He's not moving. Then he puts his hands behind his back like he's being arrested. That was that was pretty funny. Now, no one I'm, will do that. ESPN Baseball leads the league in taking a storyline like something that oh happens in a stands. Remember, they did it in the stands the with the Astros one time. I can't remember what it was, but they did drive that thing into the ground. Oh, yeah, it wasn't goodness. a great game going on. Buster at the Olney end. is doing the interview. Well, we got the interview. So, for those of you who don't know it, a fan out in left field reached over the stands and interfered with the play that a play it looked like the left fielder was going to be able to catch the ball yeah. but he never got to because the fan reached over the stands and the ball hit off of his hand and then the ESPN just kept going back and back and back and then Buster Only's out there interviewing him and it was like oh my goodness can we get off of this Jose Altuve's at the plate with two on in the eighth in- two on two outs in the eighth inning and they're talking to this guy in a one, in a two-run game. Jose Altuve's got a chance to give him the lead or tie with an extra base hit. And they're, and they're doing an interview with a guy in the stands. Shut up. 729 ESPN. Well, you'll hear it. You'll hear it on the other side. But first, you'll hear from John Daspit. Yeah, and uh, I saw Daspit's commercial. As a matter of fact, hopefully a lot of you guys listening saw it during the uh, – the FSU <clears throat> LSU game. It was right there. I had my wife stop. She was she was coming into the room. I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa I want you to watch this." And and uh, it took a lot of. There was a lot of work put into that one. And uh, he did a great job. And Dusty and Ivan and those guys did a phenomenal job. And John Daspit is all in with the Cougar program. Not only the football team where he gave a million dollars, but also the basketball team for the NIL. And it's very helpful. You guys seeing the amount of of. Players transferring into all these teams. I mean, they look at programs that are, you know, that have NIL sponsorships, and certainly Daspot has been a big part of that. He went to law school, University of Houston. He's from Houston. He went to high school here. And he wants to help people in every community. And that's uh, one of the reasons that he got into personal injury law, because that's the best way for him to do that. People, just like you and me, get hurt every single day on uh, at the workplace. He could be on offshore rigs. Um, he's had to handle... Um, uh, blast at refineries. He is handling, um, well, you know, car accidents and loss of life, unfortunately, through those same car accidents. He's looking to make sure that you get fair settlements. The other side wants to get the best settlement for their client, which is going to be, you know, the insurance company. And the uh, and John Dasp was looking to get the best settlement for you because you're the one that suffered that injury. He will bully the bullies. I promise you that, and he's here for you. 713-CALL-NOW is his phone number. Even if you don't need it now, make sure you put it in your phone in case you ever do or someone you, you know and love needs it. 713-CALL-NOW or go to DaspitLaw.com. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. All right. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. If you're up, call in the show. Okay, it's a holiday show. This is literally a holiday show. Okay? I know I say that a lot. Usually Fridays are a holiday show for me. I'm done by... I'm usually done by Thursday. Yeah, those 12 hours you put in the... From I mean, Monday through Thursday, I mean, are too much I'm for you. Grinding, Dell. Yeah, those. Yeah, grinding. I'm grinding today. I know you're grinding today, right? Yeah, I'm doing this show, which is a pain. Oh, that's right. You got to work. Oh, he <laughs> is grinding. And then I've got. I'm going to take like an hour and a half nap, and then come back and do Josh and the Who. Oh, that is I'm awesome. Grinding today. Three hours of Josh and the Who. Well, Josh and me in this case. Josh, I, I am the other. You I are am the Who, who this today. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God! You're Peter Daltrey or whatever. Roger Daltrey. Roger Daltrey. I don't want to be Roger Daltrey. You're you're Roger Daltrey today. There's nothing you can do about it. That's all. No, 
Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be. Can I be like somebody else? <laughs> can I can be somebody I like? <laughs> uh, Stephen Townsend? A. Smith. You're Stephen A. Smith. He's not in the who. Well, whatever. What about Stephen A. Smith? He works a billion jobs. Yeah. Well, why, why is he got to be Stephen A.? Because he's one, the guy. Why he can his be, comp be Buster Olney? He can be Pat McAfee. He could be Pat McAfee. I'd rather not. Pat McAfee said Colorado. Oh, we haven't even talked about Colorado. Oh, my gosh. We haven't even talked about Dion. Now, you thought he was unsufferable oh, before. He's un- he is his post His post-game news conference, they won the national championship. Oh, we've got audio. After game one. You don't believe? You don't believe? Oh, we've got audio of that. we got audio of him um, questioning how some people view him as a confident black man. we got plenty of audio oh. from Dion. <laughs> Dion, it's so about Dion. Like, I want to be happy for Colorado. I know. I think this is really cool. I was on the wrong side, and I was I was happy for him in Colorado. But Dion's making this so much about Dion that it's it's, prime, get, it's prime. getting in well, prime, prime. That's because you're threatened by him. It's getting uncomfortable. Well, that's what I mean. Like, can't you just let the kids have their win and, and keep the, uh, the us versus the world? Because now... You're making it hard for people to cheer for you when you, like, you better keep winning. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, well, I think Dion mm-hmm. had, had a great chance to have, and I get, you know, everyone, the doubters and all that stuff. I get all that. But Dion has got to be careful. But, and it's just going to be very hard for him about not making it about him uh, and making it about the team, letting his son, shine, his, his son have his moment, Travis Hunter having his moment, this kid. Well, I'll tell has you played what. both ways since high school. Yeah. No, 134 snaps. Wow. A, a player playing in both ways. Heat, is, in, T- in, in that heat, and he's been his body is conditioned because he's been doing it his whole life. I guess. But, man, oh, man, oh, man, you would think, wait a minute. And Shadur is a lot better than I thought. Man, he, he was accurate. Good. He he's was. good. You, the post-game interview was interesting because, you know, they went to Dion, then they went to Shadur and Travis Hunter, and Shadur said, yeah, everyone talking about Power 5 stuff. I never threw for more yards than I did in this game. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That is true. Of course, now he was and a four-star. that's a team that, well, it was Now, Dion acted like he had a bunch of slappies. Oh, just some HBCU quarterback. He was a four-star quarterback. Travis Hunter was a five-star prospect. Yeah, right. I mean, these are, these are dudes who could play who would not have been at Jackson if not for Dion Sanders. Uh, but that was a great win for Dion. It was a great win, more importantly, for... Um, Colorado and those players, he got them believing. And I tell you what, you hear the the pregame. I mean, there's something to it. Deion Sanders gets you to buy in. There's just you can dislike them all you want. The pregame, and I heard you listen to the pregame also. The pregame speech that he gets to his players, he knows how to rally the troops without question. My and he's got a really good. My brother brought this point up to me. He goes, everyone's talking about Deion his coaching. He goes, if you know anything about those coaches on his staff, he's got a great staff. Like, he surrounded himself with a really good staff, so it's not like that's just a bunch of guys who just, you know, just picked up former players who just said, hey, let's go coach a team. Like, he's got some legit coaches. My cousin is a head coach in in high school football in Florida um, for Mainland High School. And, um, you know, Dion has, certainly has a, a pull for, with young kids and certainly in the state of Florida as well. And before he even got on the phone, like, some of his, recruit, some of his kids, the high school kids, were like, it's Dion, it's Dion. It's he he has that lure so and that appeal so if he starts to win at Colorado, I, he'll he'll get guys to go there because he has been part of part of our culture as far as football is concerned for for all those kids' lives and even before some of them were born. So so their parents are certainly going to sell D, sell their kids on Dion. So how long do you think Dion's going to be there? Well, I mean, I I imagine. Is he That's smart? the only thing that I would. If he's I would smart, hesitate. a while. Some pro- no, because I think he wants to get to the pros. For what? I'm telling you right now, it's you the can most pay overrated. Pro money in college, if the, you go to the, the right pro, place. Pro football head coaching is the most overrated. You have immediate pressure to win, or you're done after a year or two. He's in a place that's not going to have that level of pressure. Number two, he's going to the Big Twelve, which is not going to be as hard. Uh, number three, he has the ability to set his roster every year, every two years. You can't in pro football. You're like, you're hamstrung. You know, Chip Kelly talked about that. He said, I want, you know, it's so much harder to get the guys to run what you want to run because you're at the mercy of every year's draft. And if, you know, if a GM's trading away picks, like the money that's being paid now in college football, I think college football head coaching is the best job. If, he, right now. Well, if, he's, if he's in love with recruiting, he loves that part of player acquisition, like it seems like he is, I don't know why that, he would go to the NFL. That's the difference. Now I've seen other coaches that are like, man, I don't have to recruit. I don't have to be in a, a it depends a, a seventeen year old's living room. I don't have to. But call I think that's Dion's forte, though. Well, I think Dion has a huge advantage over it, everybody. Yeah. 
every other coach and that he can bring in players because people know Prime. People know him. Like, I think Deion, Deion would have a huge, huge advantage over uh, Mike Norvell, for example. He'd have a huge advantage over him just relative to even going in and trying to get Florida guys because people know him. And that's the same school, Florida State, but people know. And now with the amount of publicity, think about this. Who else is going to have your back in terms of the amount of marketing that Fox, that, that, that FS1 and uh, is doing for Deion Sanders? Oh, you couldn't get that in the pros. It wouldn't matter in the pros because you've got to wait for the draft. Oh, my gosh. It's a whole marketing arm that is, des- that is designed to put a spotlight on Colorado. And they're actually, and they actually won a game. Now, I will tell you this. I thought TCU's defense sucked. Yeah. I was wildly unimpressed with their secondary. Well, their last four games. This, hey, yeah. Now, this Michigan. may be a case. Now, this may be a case where I think Colorado's definitely going to be better than I expected, than a lot of people expected. I also wonder if we'll look back at this in five games and say, ooh, TCU should have never even been close. You know, they lost two wide receivers, two running backs, a quarterback, their best offensive lineman. They should have been nowhere near um, a, the 17th. We could look back at this game as yeah. that went over TCU was like TCU wasn't very good. Well, TCU hasn't played defense in like four or five games. Kansas State, Michigan, Georgia, now this. Yeah, right. I mean, it's been bad. But you don't believe, right? Yeah, he doesn't. Well, apparently, well, Lance. Well, is Lance. I don't know if I believe yet. Okay, I don't know if well, I believe yet. I don't yet. know that you should be in a press conference with Coach Prime. Okay, because if you don't believe, then he ain't going to answer your stupid questions. What's up, boss? You believe now? You you hold on, wow. hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no. Do you believe now? I not. Well, huh? I was, I'd like oh, to see no. another. I ran through that bull junk you wrote. Down. I ran I through that. I sifted through all that. I yeah. laid the twenty-one with. Oh no! Come on. Do you believe? No. Well, I just want to see another game. You don't believe? Well, not, you just answered it. You don't well, believe? Yet. Next question. Not, <laughs> I think he said, the, the reporter said, do I believe in what? Okay. Uh, he did. He acted like he just won a national championship. Dude, it's one game. Slow down, Coach Prime. I'll tell well, you this, been, they're, they're good, man. They're good. Part of me likes seeing it, and then after every question was like, every answer was like that, I was like, you know what would have been cooler? You know what would have been OG? What really would have been gangster if he would have said, I just, all I heard is I we weren't going to be able to win and blah, blah, blah. You know, he could have handled it. He could have just been, yeah. uh, we just came in here and beat a team that was in the national championship last year. But I don't know. I I guess we can't. Like, he could have done it in a way. But it was still kind of, I enjoyed it early when I was listening. And then it, as it kept going, I'm like, man, he's going to. He's going to turn people off who want to. Uh, the people who want to be all in on Dion aren't going to be, but then people who who want to be in, but they just. But he's turning them off. Uh, it doesn't matter to him. That's the great thing is for Deion Sanders, it never mattered, and that's why that's why they also win. He doesn't care if you think that his team's going to beat uh, get beat. It took one series for me to realize. Well, they don't seem afraid of TCU no. at all. No, well, and I wouldn't be. Like you said, that defense. And that's that it. was a perfect way for them to start, wasn't it? That was a perfect TCU's defense. It's awful. It's awful. And so they looked, and you in a shootout, best college football game of the weekend. It's not even close. That was that was a lot of fun. And I was happy for Dion until that, until that. Well, you, you're, I mean, thr- you're threatened by him. That's why. Yeah. No. No, you heard him. Oh, you want to hear why you're threatened? By yeah. Him? Why, why, why is John so threatened let me, by let Dion? Me, let me hear. Things that have never been done, and that makes people uncomfortable. When you see a, a confident black man sitting up here talking his talk, walking his walk, coaching 75 percent African Americans in the locker room, that's kind of threatening. <laughs> oh, they don't like that. But guess what? We gonna consistently do what we do. Because I'm here and ain't going nowhere. And I'm about to get comfortable in a minute. I'm about to get comfortable in a minute. I'm uh, really threatened because Dion won, <laughs> well, he won a football game. I guess Dion doesn't know about David Cully. Yeah. Okay, we've already had a confident black man who coached 75% oh. African-American. Wow, are we comparing Dion's wow. I'm just saying, Dion swagger I've seen to it David and I, wasn't unco- I was uncomfortable actually watching a lot of those games. Well, for different reasons. Yeah. He's I not would, wrong. It did make me uncomfortable. It did make me, yeah. But it was just really the organization as a whole. It really had nothing to do with David Cully. It was really more about the construct of the roster and poor ownership decisions. And, uh, well, and Cully. 
to David Kelly did make me uncomfortable to watch his games, but that's I just think that's unfortunate that Dion, in this in this era that we're in right now, this time of polarization that Dion um that yeah. Dion makes it racist. Well, I will tell you Dion's not alone in his belief about this particular subject. Oh no, no, I I know he's not. I live in the world. This I'd... specific him and his and how he's gone about it, he is not unique in believing some of the pushback on him is because of what he said. I don't think it's because mm. he's black. I think it's because Dion has always been the showman. This goes back to when he played with when he was hopping from Atlanta to Dallas to San Francisco to Dallas. People have been people have been anti Dion for a long time, pouring water all over Tim uh, McCarver. Tim McCarver, and do you know about that, Dell? Yes. Sir. Okay, pouring water all over Tim McCarver in, in a World Series when the Reds won, and he poured water all over him because he didn't like some basic criticism that Tim McCarver had. That was in a locker room when they were celebrating. Um, Dion has not been super likable. I think it really has to do with his personality. Well, that's what he's, and that's I know that's what he's saying because but he's a confident black man. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, people or, don't, or have a little humility, a little, just a touch. Well, but that's not. I mean, that's not him. That's not him. And, and you know, and what never he, has been. Well, it also is what makes. By the it, way, it's one game. Do you know he yeah. shot the finger at my dad one time on the sideline? Did he really? My dad tried to. Tried, no, no, no. That was a different player at FSU. My dad tried to trash talk when he was at Tulane, a player on the sideline. This player game double rods. I saw Dion when I was keeping stats upstairs. I got a job. They said, "Hey." Uh, uh, FSU's playing Tulane, and the sports information director said, Lance, do you want to come keep stats? And we'll pay you. You know, you'll get paid like $75. I'm like, hell yeah. I went there to keep stats, and I've just got a piece of paper. I don't know what I'm doing. And the TV crew, I'm keeping stats for the TV crew, the producer. He's in my ear asking for, okay, what's time of possession on this one? I'm like, I don't don't have a stopwatch. And so I was making up stats. I was making up time of possessions. I wasn't even in the same room with them. And I saw Deion Sanders walk by. He had a knee injury. And, I mean, Deion's curl was immaculate. Immaculate. He had so many chains on. He had a knee brace on because he wasn't playing. And, I was, and I'm just sitting up there making up statistics for a game. that, And they're showing the graphics of time of possession. And at one point, the producer said, these numbers aren't even right. <laughs> and I'm like, I never got asked to do another keep stats. For, I didn't know. I thought keeping stats was easy. You know, I just put a guy's name you down. You just made stuff up. I eventually had, they're asking for, what was the time of possession on that drive? I don't 624. <laughs> no idea. Uh, I just had to. Well, you I didn't write know. down when they get the ball and then when they score. I didn't know that. I was 18 and I. Didn't know what any of the rules were going to be. I uh, I know what the rules are. The rules of engagement with your dip, it's awful, okay? It's, I'll tell you what. Your dip, your tobacco, your nicotine, it's winning. It's winning. It's beating you. Here's the deal is if you're looking for a great way to get out of that dip, if you're, it, it's dangerous, people. I don't know how long you've been dipping, but if you've been dipping for a while, you're putting that tobacco and that nicotine in the same place over and over and over. And over again. And guess what? It's dangerous to your health. Okay? If you think that it's you, you're going to, oh, no, I'm not worried about it. Worry about it. Because it, there is, it, it, it's proven. It wins. Tobacco and nicotine win. And they beat you. So here's a way to get out of that. Hemp in a hemp. Hemp in a hemp pouch made of hemp. Okay? With CBD oil. CBD oil is, the CBD oil is so good that CBD American Shaman has decided to carry uh, the Canstead and the Dew Blend uh, in their shops. So you can go to a CBD American Shaman, select CBD American Shaman stores here in the city of Houston, and you can buy this. It's a great way. You still get the same tastes that you love, whether be it citrus, dark-fired, tobacco. It could taste like tobacco. It could taste like anything that you want. There's all kinds of different different uh, flavors. and And it's safe. It's a, the way to go about it. You're going to swallow. You're not going to spit because you've got the CBD oil that has healing powers to it. Stop already with your dip and try ours. 975dip.com, 975dip.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Dude. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir. The check is in the mail.
Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's time to rejoin the undisputed best sports talk show in Houston. It's clearly John and Lance, except no substitutes. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Dana told me a story about uh, you, Malik Fleming. Did you watch Cougs game? I did. Yeah. I, I, I didn't watch all of it, but I watched a good show. Fleming was terrific, yeah. man. He is he is bouncy. The one thing I noticed, I put it on Twitter, is those two interceptions where you had the linebacker driving, uh, you know, basically weaving, reading the quarterback, driving back on the ball. Frank Harris had a miserable time. Shout out to Doug Belk. He took yeah. he took what he knew from last year. There's no man coverage, mostly zone, so he couldn't just take off running. And I mean, the athletes on the field were bouncier, quicker, more twitch. The DBs were like, well, they you were know, ready, it was impressive, especially the second uh, intercept, the interception that he had in the uh, on, on the fade route uh, out of the slot. He said, "I was re- we were ready for it. We practiced it and, and we, we practiced it all summer in practice because they did that and, a lot last said, year. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did yeah. Yeah. And and he was ready for it. They were ready. They were ready. They they did a nice job. But Fleming had a punt return of forty eight yards mm-hmm. as well, along with the two interceptions and Tank Dell. And Marcus Jones. He looked like Mark. I was going to say, on the interception, he looked like Marcus Jones. Yeah. I was like, man, this dude has Marcus Jones. Well, vibes. one of the reasons that he went to, he was an East Carolina transfer. He said, after I saw what they did with Marcus Jones and Demarion Williams, he said, I'm a smaller guy. I, I want I want to be a part of that and see if I can't get to the NFL through the University of Houston. So wow. that's why he came here. I didn't know that. So, but Dana, after he returned that punt, Dana ran over to Tank Dell and Marcus Jones and they had one over one other guy that was there, another one of the punt returners from the last few years. And he goes, "See, it wasn't just you guys. It's us. It's us." <laughs> <laughs> no, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Dana does that. And uh, I saw him one time. Wait, wait, was he being? Was he laughing? Was yeah, it a joke? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He was laughing at him. He goes, "Hey, you see that, guys? It's <laughs> us." I was worried they were going. Wait, why, why is he yelling at us, us for? No, he loves those guys, and those guys love him. Um, so he, uh, yeah. I saw one time though. Uh, I think it was at the university. It was at the University of Texas game, and he had gotten Frankie Damaris's daughter a, a pass to be on the sideline, not in the not in not in the uh, in the area, the players' area, but on the sideline. And she was wearing UT boots. She went to UT, and she's wearing UT boots. But she wasn't wearing. She was wearing white, and she wasn't. She didn't want to disrespect. And Dana went over and goes, "What? What are those boots on right there? Get those boots out of here!" <laughs> yeah, during the game, and I'm like, "He don't. He don't miss nothing. He don't miss nothing." And as soon as he returned that that punt, uh, he Dana went after uh, after Tank Dell and, and Marcus Jones. That was well, funny can, stuff. And one thing that really. Um, I don't know about you guys, but one of the things, Keith, we see, we get to you and just, uh, well, let's get Keith in now because I can, I don't want him to hold over on a, not on a Labor Day when we're, that is when, true. and where Keith is laboring to listen to us. What's up, Keith? How are we doing? Hey guys, thanks for having me on today. Labor Day, I'm off today. Um, just wanted to call in, you know, touch base on, uh, Colorado TCU and FSU. I, I do remember June, July, I was in my Gordon Ramsay mode cooking it up. Telling you, mm-hmm. FSU's going to make that run. He did. College football playoff. Called in last month. Dell was, Dell shook us off. Dell shook me off. He said the schedule wasn't good enough. Still, FSU's no, loaded. No, I didn't say that. I said you'd be 2-2, oh. two and two, which oh. I'm wrong. Uh, you won yesterday. I still don't think you're good enough, but oh, that's well, okay. Well, I guess mm. we're about to find out, Dell. Uh, i tell you what, Jordan Travis Keith, look, he put, looked please, pretty good in that Please let Keith cook. Keith will cook, but I will point out, when LSU is starting a transfer from southeastern Louisiana at corner, that was interesting. And then another from Syracuse, yeah. that was curious. That was that speaks to a lack of recruiting. And credit to FSU, their transfers worked out. Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, those big guys. Where did Keon Coleman those, come from? Michigan State. Yeah, those guys dominated the LSU transfers at corner. If you're LSU, I'm not sure DBU should be taking corners from those yeah. two schools. But, that, that's fine. Make but, it about but LSU. But Florida State. Take it away was, from Keith's no, FSU. I, was gonna, I, said those, I said those transfers were really good. And Jordan Travis, when he had chances to make plays, he put him up in spots where those guys can make plays. So the transfer portal has helped FSU quite a bit. And those wide receivers were were kind of kind of the showcase for that. And um, if they're going to get that type of play from the wide receiver core, which I kind of doubt it, they got a real shot. Yeah, Keon Coleman, the great Michigan State transfer hat trick. He's a future Denver Bronco. 
I think Lance has got him shoot, skyrocketing up his boards. <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to to Shiloh Sanders, Deion Sanders' other son. Ten tackles for Colorado. Great game. I know Deion Sanders. He didn't even mention him. Deion and his offspring beat TC. I mean, Shador Sanders had 500 yards passing, five ten. His his other son, the younger son, had ten tackles. I mean, that was a hell of a job. That was just to take it back there for one second. Um, there was an FSU fan that wanted on Twitter. Wanted he couldn't wait to hear your thoughts well, on the he game. Thought we were on tomorrow, so I guess he'll, I guess we'll replay this for him tomorrow. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Um, it was. Uh, it was. I, I do want to make a comment about transfers when we come back. We'll break it right now, seven fifty nine. But and we have some non. We have some. I mean, look, this truly is. John usually says every Friday is a holiday show. Yeah. But this actually is a holiday. This show. This is a holiday. It's show. one of the first holiday shows we've done in a long time. Yeah. So we got to turn it into a holiday show well, at some point. You got it. Well, it's a holiday now because you got underdog fantasy to play. I do, and underdog fantasy was was the right choice. How about higher than two hundred and sixteen passing yards for Shador Sanders? That was easy. How about higher than two point five touchdowns for Quinn Ewers passing touchdowns? Yes, that's a win. Well, let's say you put fifty on that. That paid one hundred and fifty dollars just for winning those two. On the Pick'em Challenge, where you take anywhere between two and five players. They've got baseball, they've got basketball, college football, pro football, and they've got so many different statistics, and you pick higher or lower, and if you win, you are going to uh, win a higher percentage of your money. You know, obviously, it's you pick two to five. So if you pick five, you win 20 uh, times whatever your original play is. And guess what? It's absolutely legal. It's real money. And you have a chance to have the best time of your life with my friends over at Underdog Fantasy. <clears throat> Underdog Fantasy is a great way to make the games count. Make them count for even more for you, no matter what the game is. Whether it's daily fantasy, whether it's season-long contest, or maybe you are taking a look at, as I mentioned, the pick'em element. It's awesome. And they've redesigned some of the elements of their front page. So it's it was already easy to navigate. It's even easier now. Underdog Fantasy, and they're giving you up to $100 on your first deposit. You must use promo code Lance. That's my first name. Go to Underdog Fantasy on the laptop or download the app. Use promo code Lance on your, your uh, first deposit, and they're going to they're gonna add up to $100 on that first deposit. Do not miss out. You must be 18 or older or present in the state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concern with your play, call 800 800- 